character. Isn't that what they say? <laughs> yeah, that's that's what people say. People who people who I don't associate with on a regular basis talk about how uh, you know suffering builds character, and I had to do it, so you should too. That's what they like to say. Mm-hmm. Hey everyone, mm-hmm. welcome back to the retro breakdown. Um, yeah, we're just doing it. Let's just yeah. do it. We do it. Yeah, I mean that's usually what we do. A uh, couple things. I'm back in the states which is a bittersweet feeling. Um, It's nice to be able to record at a normal time of day, but it also doesn't feel like a normal time of day because I got back about four days ago and my body still thinks that it's like the middle of the night. So, Well, it kind of is for you since you woke up at four in the morning. Yeah, so like I've been, it's about 12.20 at the time of recording and I've been up for like eight hours because... You do Since I got just... back, I have been falling asleep at about 9.30 or 10 p.m. and waking up, like, right around 5 in the morning and then being completely unable to get back to sleep. So I'm on, like, a, I'm on, like, a rural farmer's, uh, like, sleep schedule. I mean, yeah. Or, or like, a, you know, the, the, the elites in Wall Street. They got to get up that early to do their exercise and... Oh, and yeah, then, before they... Before they play games with um the planet's money <laughs> yes <laughs> and act like they work really hard but actually do about 45 minutes of work every day and act like they deserve to reap all the rewards from behind their desk hey i'm not i won't i won't comment on that because i have no idea what 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 life a day in the life of those people is like but i i guarantee there are people like that yes <laughs> i am sure that there are people who work very hard. I mean, I I have moved into a relatively more white-collar existence in the last few years of my life. True, true. And I will say, like, there is hard work that gets done, but a lot of, like... I'm not going to sit here and say that, like, the executive behind the desk is working harder or doing more or deserves more than, like a plumber no i mean the the or like a construction worker the, the distribution of where wealth resides is you know it's kind of a mess and always has been yep so on a related note i've done something for the first time because i saw an ad come across my feed and i was like huh maybe we try that just this one time you clicked in you what what ad i've hired a house cleaner Ah, okay, okay, that's a normal. I thought it was going to be one of those, like... <laughs> no, I, not like an infomercial ad. <laughs> I not like, like yeah, a... I, I didn't go going. into the comments section and say, like, I make $6,000 a week working from home with this one weird trick. <laughs> I'm like, I don't know. I don't know, man. No, Jesse, so it's one of those things. Um, I've told you about how I sort of sell myself on different companies and things that I do... Uh, that I do like SEO work for. Mm-hmm. So this is one of those things where like a, I, there's been a couple of like maids slash house cleaning services. And so I've had to look into like what that looks like and how much it costs and, you know, how to get a good deal on it and yada, yada, yada. And so like obviously that completely botches my any any chance that I have of having the uh you know, the robots and the web crawlers and the algorithms give me content that I'm actually interested in. Yeah, no. Because, like, 
you know, half of my ads are like, do you need a house cleaner? And some of them are like, are you are you looking into getting divorced? Are you filing <laughs> bankruptcy? Are you interested in like, are you in, like, are you ready to plan for your for your funeral? Yeah. There's so yeah. many funeral homes that I have to do stuff for. <laughs> it's so it's, it's like, sort of an obnoxious that Google is designed around like so, you know, our searches are unique to us and that kind of is crap right. when you think about what the internet kind of I don't know, in some ways should be, if you will. Yeah. That it's neat that we're getting personalized stuff and it's great for people to make money and all of that. But on the one hand it kind of sucks that it, we can have complete like like when when you meet someone that has a different worldview from you, it might mm. not even be their fault. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah, and I don't mean that, like, that my worldview or your worldview would be correct and theirs would be wrong. And by so fault implies that. I'm not saying that. I just mean that it's 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 entirely possible that we could search the same topic and have diametrically opposed results. That's correct. Yes. Well, and it, it's context free, right? Like, yeah. You search a thing and then and then all the all the algorithm knows is like you searched it. So there's interest there. Yeah. They don't know. Like with context, they could see like, oh, you searched it because you needed to know about this thing because you're writing a because you're writing an SEO laden blog for work. But it's not actually for you. Yeah. And and, in my understanding of how the algorithm works in some instances is it searches for the next more extreme thing. Yes. Because it will then, because that's what kind of gets your attention, and that's then how you, you know, will maybe click on it this time, right? Well, yeah, because so, it's like the you know we're humans, and as yeah. humans, it's the dumb, extreme, over the top thing that we're drawn to. Like that's that's what it's the sensationalism mm-hmm. that draws all the attention. So the algorithm, whatever algorithm it is, be it Google's or YouTube's, which technically are the same one. Or TikTok or whatever else, yeah. they're going to look at what you're at what you're searching at, and they're like, "All right, what are some really popular views that are related? What are some really popular content that are related to this?" Mm-hmm. And inevitably, it's going to be a way more extreme version of it because that sensationalism draws clicks and eyeballs. Yeah, yeah, like the, the I mean, that's the oh, what's the shoot? If it bleeds, it reads, or something yep. like that. Is the old news? Uh, yeah, if it bleeds, it leads. Or leads, not reads. Yep. Yeah. No, I'm yeah. I'm I'm intensely familiar with that one. I know you would be. Yeah, I mean that was sort of your background for. <laughs> I worked at a newspaper for a year and a half. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. As the person partially in charge of deciding what leads. <laughs> like that was literally my job. Is like what leads on the website. <laughs> yeah. Cute puppies or death? Well, it depends on the day of the year. I was suppose. Was there a murder? number one number one with a bullet change the layout so it gets more space maybe if it's christmas morning christmas afternoon though no then you're screwed back to blood i mean i no you say that literally i worked on christmas day at the newspaper yeah there was not a change. <laughs> hey, you know, there shouldn't be Christ. You know, not everybody celebrates Christmas. Not everyone celebrates Christmas the same way. We all celebrate. Some people celebrate Christmas by <laughs> stabbing people. Yeah, right. exactly. I'm glad we both went to the, the same spot. 
Oh, so yeah. Hey, so um, I uh, I dyed my hair blue, and I dyed my beard half of it green and the other half of it yellow to support Brazil in the World Cup because I'm such a huge sports ball fan. Hold up. Yeah. Hold wait. No, hang on. Hmm? Yes. I'm I'm looking up your Twitch mod. I just did it yesterday. Damn it. <laughs> so you, seriously. Yeah. You really did. I, I have a photo that I sent. That's uh, okay. That's really cool, actually. Because I, mean, I, 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 I honestly thought you. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, you did. That green doesn't show up very well. No, it doesn't. It looks more blue. Yeah. Uh, even in real life, it looks a little more blue. It's very, very green, but just the like my beard is really there's lots of white and then my original color was red and so like the darker color the right side of my face has more darker colors so it didn't pick it up as right and then the yellow just kind of looks like i have blonde beard like a blonde beard yeah 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 <laughs> but in real it's it's i don't care it's more of just no that's cool it. it looks good it looks <laughs> good on you i like it brazo brazo in incidentally <laughs> we find ourselves opposed as I will be supporting South Korea in the World Cup now that, that makes it, sense. Now that we're 20 minutes after we're 20 minutes post America being eliminated. <laughs> oh, really? I didn't I didn't even know that. Yeah, I, I was, I, I really I was actually watching. Oh, cool. That's fun. Well, it wasn't. Well, I mean, it's fun to be part of, I suppose, yeah. even. I, no, no. So I don't usually get into the like really nationalistic rooting interests for like the Olympics or the World Cup or any of these things like, yeah, OK, I'll, I'll root for the US. But like the World Cup is a little bit different because we suck at it. When America, we grew up thinking that soccer was like the secondhand citizen of sports or whatever. Right, right, right. Like it's it's like, oh, yeah, no, that's the that's the uh, that's the sport for foreigners. Yeah, we were like, what if we took football and called a different sport football? Yeah. But you play it with your hands. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, so, like, I admittedly have never been a huge soccer fan, but, like, I've watched a few games, and I'm like, oh, yeah, no, this is good. I I, I see why people watch this, but I'm still not, like, really heavily in on it. But um, it's weird rooting for, like, the, the U.S. men's national team because, like, usually in, in a lot of, uh, like, international sports contexts, Mm-hmm. I am, in general, as a sports fan, I am drawn to, like, rooting for underdog teams. Yeah, it's fun. Who doesn't love that story? Everyone likes Rudy. And, I mean, it helps that a lot of my actual sports teams that I do like are terrible. So I just kind of <laughs> come by that honestly. <laughs> but then, like, when it comes to, like, the Olympics, especially, like, the Summer Olympics, we're kind of just, like... We're not an underdog in most things at all. We're kind of just like the juggernaut evil empire. Hey, you know. That everyone if, else measures themselves against. If a certain organization of people will, they, they might try and put a stop to that. Because, you know, God forbid we would have. Uh, the, the reason we're like that is because, you know, we've welcomed so many different people into our country. That is true. And have such a massive set of, you know, we're very diverse. And mm-hmm. uh, if you don't have that, then maybe we wouldn't be so good at sports and stuff. That's very true. <laughs> but it also has a lot to do with being a gigantic 
first world country oh, that's that has guess. enough money behind it to support a sports and leisure economy. Yeah, I mean, that's it's that's that's a, of course an important aspect of the, the United States and sports in general. But despite all of that, we still suck at soccer. Where the Man. men do. The women are awesome at it. <laughs> and so like the the like rooting for the home country interest overlaps with my rooting for underdog interests. And I'm like, hey, it'd be really cool if America would win games at the World Cup. That's that'd be really neat because we don't usually do that. Yeah, that would and be fun. Sure enough, we got blown out by the Netherlands. Well, I say blown out. It was three one. <laughs> That's not too bad. It's not but like... the one was kind of an accident. <laughs> It was like off a corner. It was off like a corner kick or a crossing pass. And it literally like bounced off the back of the heel of a player that didn't see it and kind of like popped up into the goal. And it's like, okay, we'll take it. (laughs) Yeah. Anyway. So, yeah, I've, you know, I watched a South Korean uh, World Cup game in South Korea. And it was a really, really cool atmosphere. And I have a so I have a strong rooting interest there. I didn't think they'd still be in it, but they are playing Brazil in the first round and won't win. Uh, Maybe. Who knows? They probably won't. I mean, it would be pretty crazy if they did. Japan beat Germany. That is true. I don't know what happened after. I don't. And Spain. I I know none of the I don't know any of the brackets. I don't know anything other than I enjoyed watching the, the first two games of brazil playing because leticia was excited and she was talking about how in brazil it would be like (laughs) the country would stop when the world cup was happening and brazil was playing like days off of school she said that her family would they would have wouldn't have to go to work they'd they'd get together they'd make like a giant bowl of or like bucket of popcorn and and just all hang out and watch the brazil play yeah i imagine it's like what we do for the super bowl but like times a million and for three weeks yeah and it's not just because the super bowl a lot of people like it but then there's a lot of people that don't and the country as a whole doesn't say anything right like yeah it's just like oh yeah it's happening right That's whereas, cool whereas you like this... it watch the commercials <laughs> yeah right it's really just mostly the super bowl is please watch the commercials we paid 30 million dollars for the right. 30 seconds of uh or maybe it's more like seven or eight million yeah, um, yeah. but it, whereas in Brazil, it felt like it's, you know, the, the government says everyone needs to stop what they're doing today and watch some football. Right, right, right. <laughs> it's not that extreme, obviously. Um, no, but it reminded you know me. It's, you know what it's kind of similar to? It's like those old it. stories about like a Final Fantasy or Dragon yes, Quest game was, came out in Japan. Dude, yes, so I was, just shut down everyone's workplace for a day. That's what I was just about to say. It reminded me of the old tales of of Dragon Quest coming out in Japan. You know, the, the economy's freezes for a day. Yeah, it's just like, don't, it, like, real, no one's, just give everyone the day off. No one's coming into work. <laughs> just, they're not coming in anyway. So just forget about it. Just shut it down. <laughs> so, yeah, I, I really don't, I didn't even know they were playing South Korea. Um I will be. They're playing Monday, Monday or yesterday. Think, yeah. If you're listening to this, mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> so you will already know when when you're listening what has happened there, or you won't because you're not paying attention. And this is a video game podcast, and you don't watch sports. But I maintain that there is more overlap between like video game nerds and sports fans than people want to admit. Like, there's more overlap. That, okay, my whole problem with 
putting people in boxes. Now, if, yeah. if it feels good for you, go for it. I don't care. It just, I, I don't like it because there's overlap in literally everything. Exactly. Like, there's so much over, if you like literature, like classic literature, I guarantee you can find some rap song that will connect with you because it raps about some piece and you're like, holy shit, they're talking about that book. And they don't even may not even realize it because they didn't write the lyrics or whatever it is, right? Yeah, like yeah, it could yeah. be, maybe they did the beat and the beat references a, a famous type of, I don't freaking know, but there's, there's, there's so much overlap in everything. And it's, I think it's a, it's fun to have your community and your group and your people and be like, Hey, this is who I am. It helps identify me, all that stuff. But it can also be problematic if you let that then get in the way of other things. Or if you like push, yeah. push away, like, Oh, I like sports. So video games are obviously for, you know, losers yeah, in, yeah, in yeah. the basement or whatever. Well, that's like the, that's like the, uh, the, what do you call it? Like the, the stereotype. Yeah. Right. Like, that's what they tried to push on us for, like, years and years and years is like geeks versus jocks. I mean, yeah, there's literally entire movie. Uh, uh, it's like, you know, the, 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 the fraternities versus the 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 the, the science people. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. The name? Revenge of the Nerds. All the like there is an entire series. Oh, God, about it. I saw one of those movies for the first time, like just because <laughs> I don't oh, remember God. why it just like came on TV and I was at someone's house that just had the TV on. They're rough to watch now. <laughs> Boy, <laughs> like, Boy, that's rough. <laughs> it's the, Holy a hell. Of, a lot of that stuff's real bad now. <laughs> Like there is some, there is some hard cancelable shit that goes down in those movies. Yeah, just like and actual straight up sexual assault played for lulls. <laughs> um, yeah, that is that is the that is the that is the joke. Yeah, and that that is the joke. <laughs> the, the, the joke, joke is, is like, lol, I touched the boob while she was sleeping. Right. <laughs> yeah. I got away with it. <laughs> Oh, I think she liked it. <laughs> like, Jesus Christ. Uh, yes. <laughs> it's, no, it's no wonder Gen X grew up all fucked up. Yeah. Hey, you know, on a positive thing is when in, in, in um, one of the, the intro classes I was teaching this semester, I was talking about video game statistics and asking the class sort of what they're like, what, what did they think the average video game person looked like today? Mm. And they didn't have the same stereotype that I had in my head. Of, oh, you mean like a like a player of video games? Yeah, sorry, sorry. Yeah, like like I, a, I, I wasn't sure if you meant that or like a protagonist. Oh no no I, yeah yeah I meant like the the people that play them in America because the okay, stats yeah, are from yeah. America. And I was saying how you know historically the the stereotype was kind of a chubby white dude hanging out in his mom's basement that had no social skills, and and a mm -hmm. lot of the people in class like oh that's not really as as common of a like it still exists but it's not something mm -hmm. that people identify with as much anymore as even a helpful or useful or funny stereotype in a lot of ways yeah, like, yeah, wow, yeah. hey that's cool I was, yeah. that made me super happy that well, unfortunately i think what's taken over now is like as the gamer the 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 like oh that gamer that, yes. stereotype is like the racist yeah well jesus that's true if that that is true yeah you're like you know based halting <laughs> Yeah, yeah. So, it's like literally like the angry white dude that yells racial slurs while he plays Call of Duty. <laughs> oh, man. And then, and then goes on Twitter to complain about women in his video games. <laughs> like not oh, just like existing. 
Okay, just this rem- okay them existing. Okay. This in reminds his video me. Games. Did, did, sorry, yes, yeah, I'm not. I'm I'm getting excited just because not a, well, it's a sad excited. But did you <laughs> did, did you see the new Mario Brothers trailer? Yeah. So everything in it is great except for Mario's voice because Chris Pratt yep. felt like he was asleep because he's also filming like three other movies probably and doesn't care. Um, and they should Agreed. have just had Charles, you know, Martinet do it because he he would have. I I have heard rumors that Charles Martinet just like didn't want to do it. Because he was basically like my whole my whole existence of doing the Mario and Luigi voices is just like doing a line at a time. Oh, true. And this voice is not meant for like a hundred (laughs) and fifteen minute movie. What what I I guess what I mean by that is I don't care if it was him or not, but Chris Pratt was the worst choice possible after hearing his voice. Voice actors, not screen actors. Yeah, but but I mean the other screen actors are doing all right. That's I, true. I, I gotta say, Jack Black of, sounds, is absolutely killing the Bowser voice. Jack Black sounds exactly like what I would expect a Hollywood version of Bowser to sound like. Yeah, no, and it's what's, good. Uh, Aunt, Aunt Anna Taylor Joy seems. I was. I didn't. I don't. I've watched her in movies. In fact, I just watched a movie of hers on the other day. The Menu. It's like a new one in theaters. I didn't know what to expect. It was. It was honestly enjoyable. Um, and. So when she talked through the Peach voice, because I saw a picture of Peach, and was like, "Well, that looks kind of that's that looks a little weird. Like it had too much of that DreamWorks mm, feeling." Yeah, but yeah, I was yeah. expecting Mario, so it felt awkward. But yeah, then when I she gotcha. spoke, I was like, "You know what? That's a good voice for this. It works." I agree. Um, but I was looking through the comments, which I know, I know, I know, it's my own fault. But it was <laughs> the, the 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 some of them were just out of this out of this world. Like people were upset. They're like, "Oh, of course they had to." turn peach into a um oh yeah a, pro- a protagonist that's going to be doing something like she's instead of just being in her dress as a princess because i mean let's think about it. what would her duties really be she is the only person in charge of the kingdom she should be thinking about her kingdom and everything i'm like what the hell am i the, she should be thinking about her kingdom and her royal subjects like what the what the fuck listen what the capital f fuck how can you possibly think about mario as anything other than just mario and and it's not even like peach hasn't done all of this shit already it's not even like out of character or something like that do you know what i mean yes yeah. it's, it's so i couldn't believe the words that i i just i was you couldn't believe i really couldn't believe that that was the complaint really because it's not like well, they're taking a character that's always been yes uh, but prim here's and the proper. Thing. Yes, you, you're completely correct. Of course you are completely Obviously correct. I can believe it, but, but <laughs> I don't what want you to are, believe it. <laughs> what you are missing here is that the actual stated objection to her appearance in the movie trailer is a smokescreen. It does not matter I know. if it, if they removed that, if they, if they, if the next trailer addressed all of those complaints about her, like, running strategy meetings and doing governance, <laughs> and then they established that she only, like... Yeah, then it should be that Toadsworth is actually in charge, and she's just a... She should just be the... the there yeah, for the photo like, op. <laughs> she only went into her, like, biker uniform and picked up the spear when, like... They all was lost and she had to basically like go fight for survival. But other than that, she was actually doing, you know, government governance duties until things like they, they could address all of those supposed complaints. Yeah, but it wouldn't actually address the complaints because the 
actual complaint that they can't say out loud is, why did you give the female character agency? (laughs) Why does the female have agency and like actual worth and value instead of just being an object or a plot MacGuffin? Her Mm -hmm. role is to get kidnapped and give us a... Like, her role is the same as, like, 10 billion yen in Yakuza or, like, (laughs) the the one ring in Lord of the Rings. It's, like, it's literally just to be a plot device. And that Uh is how these particular people want female characters to be portrayed in their fiction. And anything that deviates from that even slightly is like, oh, yeah, of course... (laughs) <laughs> of course. Look at this woke shit. Yeah. Like, uh, I don't know. I don't know. I just, I, I she was, was able to, she was being kidnapped and was able to struggle enough that the kidnapper lost his balance and fell off of a building. Oh, sure. So she didn't need a man to, <laughs> they're being woke and wanted to show that she didn't need a man to rescue her because they're, because they're so communists they're so (laughs) they're women friendly over there (laughs) yeah how dare (laughs) it just it was it so when i read the comments i was like god i don't even want to see this movie because i really i really hate their i i just dislike the 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 pick of chris pratt a lot and it was like i don't care about this and i don't care about this movie because of it but then i read those comments and i was like you know now i kind of want to see the movie I want it to do well so it pisses all those people off. Listen, okay, so... But that's not a good way to live life. Putting the the Mario voicing and the... uh, The the Mario voicing and the weird, like, incel backlash aside. um, Honestly, I think everything in that movie looks great. It does, and they have all the right... Like, you know, you see him in his little Tanuki suit flying for a second, or, you know, I got... I they was excited. Funky Kong. They, yeah, yeah, yeah. The Kongs are there. Yep. Uh, yeah. Th- that's we got Rainbow Road. We got like the the uh oh god the the like the way that they show like fire flowers working like that shot oh, where she yeah. sort of reaches down to the fire flower and the fire just like sort of materialize like that's a cool shot. Mm-hmm. They rather notably. They teased the idea of, like, there's lots of galaxies. Yeah, yep, yep. I noticed that. <laughs> so they're already <laughs> establishing, like, how big it can get, right? Well, yeah, and, and and if the Minions movies are anything to go by, you know, there can be a lot of them. Yeah. And, yeah, no, I, wh- I would be absolutely blown away if Miyamoto was like, no, nah, this is a one-off project. We're doing one and that's it. We're never doing this again. Like, this is obviously meant to be a franchise. This isn't an F-Zero game, okay? God. (laughs) Hey, they made three of those. True. I guess that's true. (laughs) Though technically this will be the second Mario movie. (laughs) I I still think people should see the first one. It is a good time for how bad it is. The... The like the I mean, Bob Hoskins John Leguizamo Mario Brothers movie is a way 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 more interesting movie 
when you just don't think about Mario at all. <laughs> if you just accept it as like some weird Mario cyberpunk fan fiction <laughs> that has nothing to do with with Mario at all, then it actually works. It's still bad. It's still a terrible but movie. it's it's still awful in like every way. But <laughs> but Mario Mario. <laughs> but like it's it is at least interesting in its weird badness. Yeah. That's true. It's it's worth going back just to look at the movie that let us all know that we could not really look forward to any good video game movies for the next 30 years. <laughs> <laughs> hey, the Street Fighter movie is a good time. It's a okay, good times and good movies. Hey, all are I need different things. I just need good times. I don't need I don't need I don't need to always have uh cohesive and intelligent stories. I mean, that for make sense from scene considering to scene. the average video game narrative. <laughs> like cohesive like i think the mortal kombat movies kind of got it right the first some, okay the first mortal kombat movie nailed it i think in terms of here's what here's what a dumb entertaining comic book or video game movie could be <laughs> the, the mortal kombat movie has a plot that is essentially the same <laughs> as a pornographic movie yes yeah which uh -huh. is that the plot exists only it's like sparsely and only in the sense that it is setting up the next action encounter. Yes. Yep. And the, and the action next, encounter and the should be absolutely like 85% plus of that movie. And everything else is just getting you from shot to shot. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> <laughs> now that being said i haven't seen either of the sonic movies i hear they're both fun yeah i i, I thought they were going to be uh dumpster fires of a movie but i ended up watching the first one and liked it way more than i thought i should and so then i i would like to see the second one at some point but i still haven't yeah um, i hear I similarly decent things about uh about the second one like yeah. they're both just on the like <laughs> the overarching thing that i hear about um the sonic movies is that like all of the humans are terrible. Except like, except like Jim Carrey's Robotnik is pretty good. Yeah. But like the, the weird, like police dude partner for Sonic is like, just take him out of the movie. Like that doesn't matter. <laughs> Give us even... the Sonic characters. Stop trying to self insert weird who framed Roger Rabbit human characters into it. <laughs> It worked fairly well in the Detective Pikachu movie, but I don't think that sold well enough to ever warrant getting uh, more more of that. Because I, I liked that movie for what it was. I don't know. I mean, the kind of Detective Pikachu had some of the worst acting I have seen on a movie screen. <laughs> I think that, I was just like, excited that... to see like Pikachu. It was like just... That was sort of fun. I don't that know. That girl again, reporter just... who was clearly like some girl they grabbed from a TV show on the Disney Channel. Oh, I don't remember even. Like, they kept having her like pop in 
<laughs> and start like and just start doing stuff to move the plot along. And every single time it's like, oh, no. Oh, what? What emotion are you trying to portray right now? Because it's. Was that think, the best shot? Was that that was the best you had, huh? It's it's funny. So it must be true because I have a really good memory for most movies and things that I watch like that. And I don't have I don't have a I don't remember a damn thing about that movie except that I thought the Pokemon looked cute. So that is the entire fun of Detective Pikachu is like it is the it is the best realization of what an actual Pokemon like real life a real life Pokemon world would look like. Sure, yeah. And yeah. in that, like I think a I think the first two minutes of that movie are the best part of that movie <laughs> yeah. because all they are doing is just doing pans over like, like countryside and stuff. Yeah. Like real like areas that just look like they could be in like the Midwest or something. Mm -hmm. And then like Pokemon and pop stuff. out of the grass and it's like, <laughs> oh, that's what that would be like. Yeah. And maybe that's what. Yeah. I mean, it must be bad because I, I, I have no memory of any of it. Nothing. I mean, Except Ryan for, like, Reynolds is ending. good, but Ryan Reynolds is a voice. Yeah, and, yeah. you know, let's be fair. Like, I always say hire voice actors and not screen actors, but Ryan Reynolds, like, killed it as a voice actor. So I actually think Ryan Reynolds is better when he's not Ryan Reynolds. Like, Ryan Reynolds is awesome as Deadpool when especially when he's just, you know, when he's in the in the suit and stuff. He's great. Mm -hmm. I think he's really good at Pikachu. I I, I haven't watched anything with him where he just plays a normal person or yeah. role, normal for whatever roles he's in because he's usually in goofy stuff. But um, I, like, I bet he's probably good and free guy. Yeah, I didn't see it, so I don't know. I didn't either. But that but I, I understand that is like one of the better movies about video games. That's not specifically like a video game franchise. Yeah, right. Yeah, because it's movie? like an NPC comes out of a game or something, right? Yeah. Or something like that anyway video game movies are mostly trash they seem to be getting better the mario one looks decent because it honestly just looks like non-stop fan service and that's really yeah. what they need to be yeah i think the whole movie will probably be oh man i get that reference yep. so the, so the draw for adults is oh man i get that and the draw for kids will be it's it's you know that style of movie like the minions and stuff yeah which it's it's the colorful the is, and there will probably be a fart joke pro probably maybe it's illumination. Probably. There has to be a fart joke. <laughs> it's like written into their contract. <laughs> Maybe that was the one thing Nintendo was like, no. <laughs> it might be at the very end of it when they tease Wario. <laughs> well, yeah, but then it's, then it's part of the character. <laughs> but it'll be there. Damn it, you're right. They will make sure. No, the contract was like, you can't do it. But then they said something about Wario and Miyamoto just looked at him like, God damn it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah you got me on that one <laughs> they're, like, they're like yeah well shit <laughs> I, charles martinet's over there in the corner like ah shit yeah, exactly <laughs> oh god you know what maybe this movie the reason they picked uh chris pratt and and they have him being like this kind of lethargic sort of i just woke up in the morning voice um is that they're going to kill Mario. And <laughs> okay, yeah, and, let's and, and, let's and, follow and, this thought experiment. <laughs> experiment. 
And the next movie will be a Luigi's Time to Shine and with like Wario and Waluigi. Like maybe the ending is Waluigi, you know, just killing Mario. And that's and then then we don't have to see Chris Pratt anymore, right? That's possible. <laughs> yeah, that's <laughs> that definitely sounds like something Miyamoto would sign off on. Yeah, it sounds, it sounds like something Illumination would would sign off on too. Just a straight up murder at the end of the movie of the titular character. You know who would sign off on it? <laughs> Sakurai. Yeah. Yes, he would. Sakurai would be like. Kill Mario. This is now a Kirby movie. <laughs> oh, Kirby. Oh, dude. I would. I hope they make a Kirby movie because that would be so. Fr- that would be really. Kirby's so messed up as a character in terms of how creepy and dark it is, but then it's also the friendliest thing you've ever seen. Like watching that in a movie, like that would. That would be a video game. You know, we, we, we had that question a while back about a video game that you'd like to see made into a, a, a movie or a TV show or something. And Kirby yeah, yeah. would be one of those things that I think would be very entertaining to watch it like certainly could be like a children's animated <laughs> movie of of kirby just eating things because it's like like when you watch right back at you some of those moments are just so freaking wrong <laughs> yeah <laughs> because of what's happening and you're like yeah this is fine it's fine <laughs> i would like that that'd be cool i could see it i don't yeah, know that knows. there's an no, there's totally enough there. I was going to say, I don't know if there's enough like there from a story perspective to do a movie, but like considering where most Kirby games actually go in their story, there totally is. Yeah, well, it and, and, scales up to this like bombastic climax every single time. It's made for movie. Yeah, it's absolutely. It's made for a children's style, like an illumination style children's movie where it gets way bigger than it ever when you ever thought it was going to be like. You yeah, know. yeah. Where like. Where is it going to end up? Always space. <laughs> always space. Always space. Always some really deep philosophical idea if you want to get into it, but mostly just, you know, inhaling something and then becoming it. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Exactly. <laughs> uh, oh, I, I, I should, I should, yeah. I was going to do this when we started and then the conversation just took off. Um, hey, it's, we're like 40 minutes in now, so it's probably too late to, to really like explain this, but Hey, sorry about the missed week last week. Oh, yeah, yeah. I was um, just going to pretend it didn't happen and then pre- or pretend that it happened and they just missed it. I mean, I <laughs> I think in large part, like, most people probably didn't notice. <laughs> I don't know how many people are really hanging on every I, I Tuesday gotta... to uh, to get the to get the podcast when it comes out. But yeah, so long story short, like, it was the holiday. I was traveling. Um there just was no time that Tom and I could find to just sit down and actually do the podcast, especially with the time difference. So I was going to audible and do a quick, uh, do a quick, like one hour recording with Jesse and we just didn't have time. Yeah. And you were ending your trip and everything. Yeah. We were, we were packing up and it was like Sunday night, the night before we left. And we were like, hey, you want to record a podcast? And we were like, no, we're both exhausted. No. And we have to get yeah. as much sleep as possible. Yeah, the so then she was like, no. oh, well, it wouldn't be the worst thing if it had to go out like, you know, later Tuesday or Wednesday, like after we get back. And we've just both been so busy with work and just recovering since we got back that it just didn't happen. So. Yeah. So, yeah, there's just no podcast last week. And that's. Not going to be a regular thing, but it'll probably happen once in a while. 
Yeah. It feels bad because it's the first week that we've actually not had an episode at all since like Christmas of 2020. We've oh, been it... we've been totally consistent for like almost two years with an episode a week. Oh, hi. I thought yeah, because I I remember we we skipped one week and that was the one. So that was the one week that we huh? What did we do last year? Did we just have enough? We just recorded, recorded so many episodes before the uh, before the uh, the holiday break that we just had enough to go through. I I, I suppose we should start talking about that. Also. Yeah, we probably should, <laughs> since it is now the first week of January. Oh, we're, wow, we we skipped a whole month, even. <laughs> oh God, you're right. Jeez, you're like I'm gonna blame everything. I'm gonna blame every vocal mistake on jet lag for like the next two weeks. So <laughs> just get used to that. Uh, do, do we do we have a? Do we have a mail call? We do. Would you like to take a question? This one's even time sensitive. Oh wow, let's do it. And we can uh, we can cue the we can cue the regular music. I've been using the like Game Boy Paperboy theme oh, while I was right. in Korea. Yeah, because should we, um, should we I had to re-download the, it anyway. Should, should we try different Paperboy? Um, no, because that's more work for me to go out and find them every time. Oh yeah, true. <laughs> Unless there's a very, very specific reason. But in this case, there's not. No. So cue the regular sound quality is hopefully back to normal. And you don't hear my chair squeaking every five seconds. Paperboy music. Um, this one's from Swoggles, as, as he does. Mm-hmm, it is a mm-hmm. time-sensitive question. He said, I thought you might want to do this one sooner rather than later for reasons that will quickly become obvious. Do you have any game recommendations for the holiday season? The games don't need to be brand new, but a few in different categories of games would be helpful. Mm. So, like, this is, this is, I imagine these are not, like, themed requests. I wouldn't guess so. It's just, just like, hey, it's the holiday. Think of it like, okay, it's the holiday and someone is going to buy a game for someone on their gift list. There's a game that I want to buy. uh, Okay. That I... I was going to yesterday, but then I didn't because I don't. I don't really have a reason for it. Um, hold on, I'm, I'm getting you the Steam page so you can check it out too. Because I want to buy it because I immediately like the artwork, and then I was hmm. like, oh my god, this is a Metroidvania and a Bullet Hell. That sounds awesome. Um, this feels like something I've probably heard of. Yeah, it's it's called The Witch Knight. Nope, I have not heard of it. Uh, However, so it has. I will say uh, recommendation one with a bullet: Vampire Survivors. You can basically give oh, that to yes. anyone. Oh, yeah. I mean, I mean, that game is like we've talked about it like extensively in the past, but like it's still out there. It's five dollars. It is way more than five dollars worth of value. Um, and it is I would say it is practically genre free because like in terms of like you can get it for someone regardless of what they normally play. Yeah, because like if anyone is willing to sit down and spend 30 minutes with it, they will like it. I mean, and vampire, that's that that is probably the easiest recommendation Mm -hmm. of any video game. Just as like an overarching, hey, check it out, because if you don't like it, that's fine. I don't know. I think the price went up now that it's been released, quote unquote. Um, Yeah, it was three dollars. It is now five. Yeah. So I mean, it's that's realistically that's pushing it. Um, well, when, 
when we first started playing it, mm-hmm. I was like, $3 is exactly the right price point for this because of how thin of a game it seemed to be at the time. Like, there's not yeah. really that much to it. Yeah, then 50 hours later. But <laughs> you can play it for a long time and have a lot of fun with it. And also, they've added a ton more to it. So there physically is just more to the game now. So I, mean, I to, think it is actually like to, I, to, I went from thinking that three dollars is the exact perfect price point to thinking that like five dollars is not enough. <laughs> yeah, the to, to put into perspective, it's it's been I don't know how long it's been on Steam. I think it came out in January. At least that's when I bought it, I think, or fe- at the beginning of February. I'm not sure. Hmm. Um, but it has, you know, one hundred and sixty thousand positive, overwhelmingly positive you know, reviews. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's, that's pretty nuts in, in that amount of time to, to have that high of a review score overall. Right. Yeah. 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 Like, you know, it's just, I like, I can't really think of any like negatives about it. It's just no. a, it's just a fun game to sit down and spend time with. Yeah. This night, Witch thing looks uh, like a lot. It looks kind of wild. I I know it has mixed reviews, and I don't know because I heard I read some developer thing where they were saying, yeah, the review copy we sent out had rough, some rough stuttering issues on consoles, and mm. and it seems like some people are complaining about other stuff. But I don't know. It it really looks kind of. Oh, it's fun. got a I demo like, on Steam. Oh, I didn't even notice that. I should, yeah, well, okay, maybe that's what I'll do before I I buy it because. Uh, but this just looks kind of nuts, and I heard there's a lot of. Um, Ways you can customize the game or the way that you can play the game to make it easier or harder or all that kind of stuff. And then there's also also accessibility options and everything like that that we've talked about before that are nice in yeah, that looks these fun. kinds of games. But it looks it looks fun. I don't know. I haven't played a, a bullet hell in a long time. So and a Metroidvania bullet hell I've never played. <laughs> yeah, that looks really neat. Um on a less indie focused side, um yeah. I bought uh, Bayonetta 3 and Xenoblade Chronicles 3 and Mario Party Superstars all in Korea. Nice. Um, wasn't going to until I realized that they're basically they're basically priced in Korean won to about the same thing that you would expect to pay in USD if the exchange rate was like a thousand to one. But yeah. the exchange rate was actually like fourteen hundred to one. Oh, nice. So I got Mario Party Superstars, Bayonetta 3, and Xenoblade Chronicles 3, all new games from within the last year for like a grand total of like 110 bucks. Yeah, I was going to say, it's like it's like buy uh, buy two, get one free, which they you know used to do sometimes at stores, it was effectively the pricing of that. That's great. Yeah. And they're all, well, technically, uh, Mario Party was used. Uh, we literally found it at like a at like a secondhand thrift shop kind of place. Oh. I, I described the place to Jesse as like, wow, this is like if a Goodwill was clean. <laughs> is that where you got that? Sh- the, um, Oh, the, that- the sweatshirt. Yeah. The, the black sheep crew shirt. <laughs> yes. No, that was just at a regular ass fashion store in, in Hongdae. Okay. Yeah, sure. Makes sense. <laughs> Hongdae, you can think of Hongdae in in Korea as like probably the closest thing. It's a little different because the 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 implications are different. It's more of just a general um, hangout spot. It's like 
if you took for Japan, if you took like Harajuku and Shibuya and kind okay. of mashed them into one place. Ah, uh, that yeah, 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 yeah. It's like it's definitely sort of a fashion hub, but it's also just kind of like a really common nightlife hangout spot for for younger people. Mm hmm. It's uh, it's right. It's right next to a, a larger university. So there's a lot of, uh, yeah, there's a lot of stuff that's focused to that audience. But you got cosmetics, you got fashion, you got lots of street food, lots of trendy stuff going on there. It's a fun place to hang out. Yeah, it sounds great. There uh, was so, a uh, there was oh. like a four story Harry Potter cafe that Jesse Whoa. wanted to go to and was almost immediately disappointed by. <laughs> Why? Well, it's so it's ostensibly like it's got a really cool um, aesthetic to it. Sure. Like it's it's designed really well, but it ultimately is like it's just order an overpriced drink that basically doubles as your cover charge slash admission. And then you just kind of oh. look at things. There's not a whole lot of interactivity. Mm, it's okay. really just kind of like get your $7 drink and look at things. It sounds like it's effectively the waiting in line experience at the amusement park ride without the payoff of the ride. <laughs> yeah, a little bit. Yeah, that's that's pretty comparable. <laughs> And it has all these different floors that have like different, like one of them's like the dormitory and this is the dining hall and this is the, this is like the tavern or the pub or whatever. Oh, yeah, and we're we excited to, to see what's on all these floors. And it's like, they're all just tables and chairs, but with slightly different, like, like cosmetic designs and stuff. Yeah. It's slightly different, like ambiance. Oh man. Speaking of cos, oh God. Uh, well, hold on. Well, let, let's, let's, I'm going to go back to the question. The que I was just thinking, weren't we supposed to be answering a question? <clears throat> I have another game. It's also a Metroidvania game, but I, I played through it recently. I bought it last year on sale for super cheap and I played through it called Monster Sanctuary. Oh yeah. I've heard of this. This game. I, I so I, I started it December of 2021, played it for like an hour. I was like, this is cool. I'll play it. And I never did. And yep. then. I finally had some time and remembered that I owned this game. I was like, oh, I want to play this game. The game is so freaking good. It is so good, Dean. You have to. I Well, hmm, would this be in the you have to play it for like I would enjoy watching mm. you. But I think this would be there for me. Like, you know, you know, it's like it's like a Yoku's Island Express. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. OK. Uh, it's it's longer than that and a little more complicated, but it's a game that I think you would enjoy a lot. It wouldn't have. You're I probably think, right. You have yeah, a good I'd, handle on that. Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's and it's not like the Infernax experience where I really want you to see something specific. This game, I don't <laughs> care if you ever finished it. It would just be you, you play it for like 6 or 7 hours and you kind of get the gist of it. Yeah. Um, but man, it it was a blast. I had so much fun creating my party and then watching them watching it come together and and there's so many different ways you can do stuff and then uh, at one point at the end, I was kind of curious, like, oh, what is the internet figured out as the best? Because I didn't want to figure it out for myself. And holy shit, some of the stuff that people came up with is just bonkers with how overpowered it is. And it was. Yeah, it's, I love it's, that. It's so organic the way that it comes together and you play it. And it's, it's I don't know, it's just a lot of fun. That, that I would be really a like recommend. a game that like, I mean, it's the vampire survivors experience, too. Right. Mm -hmm. Where it's like all of these things are sort of built into the game to work together and if you really lean into them and keep feeding that that build it can really just go off the rails and yeah. become way too strong yeah and um 
And the, the devs are just like, yeah, good. That's what we wanted. <laughs> Do that. Enjoy. Have fun. Yeah, that's that is that is the that was that is the 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 summation of of Monster Sanctuary was wow, just have some fun and mm-hmm. go and do it you and it's really cool because it's a, you know basically you fight Pokemon battle sort of but it's there's three versus three usually or three uh, and um, there's a lot of lot of diversity in how you build your team up because every Pokemon or well, they're not Pokemon every monster has oh, three skill trees. <laughs> We know what it is. They, they they have three skill trees or four skill trees. Shoot, now I don't remember. But there's a lot of skill tree diversity, and then how they they you know go together. Like if if one thing adds like a freeze effect, then maybe you have another monster that does something with freeze, and or like lots of dots. Like my favorite was this this poison build where you poison a lot of stuff, and I don't. It was it was very exciting. I liked it a lot. Would, cool. Would absolutely recommend that to people who want. Well, I guess there's two Metroidvania games. <laughs> I am going to go ahead and recommend preemptively uh, River City Girls 2 whenever it decides to drop. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, that game is out in Japan right now. Oh, really? So it is. A, it is truly coming out. Yeah. No, it's <laughs> it is apparently like mostly done. Um it's being developed by WayForward, which is a U.S. company with U.S. developers. So it's weird that it would launch in Japan first. But what is apparently happening is the game is like mostly done and they are working on some they are working on completing some features, some things that are like it's not entirely clear what's what it is that they're taking extra time to polish. Okay. It sounds like it might be the four player co-op that they're uh... working on. All right, yeah. Or some some other sort of like not main game stuff, but like just certain features that yeah. are just not quite working because those features are notably missing from the Japanese release. Ah. Presumably to be ca- to be patched in later. Okay. So, I don't know why they decided to launch in Japan and delay the US and like worldwide release. It may have something to do with publishing agreements where like it was just easier for them to put it out and then patch the other stuff in when it's fixed. Mm -hmm. Um, But they are still saying that they are planning to release it in 2022, which is a window that now encompasses like another four weeks. So (laughs) we are we are there. (laughs) Yeah, it shouldn't take uh, it shouldn't take too much longer. But um, I assume and I, I respect them for this. WayForward it publishes smaller, independent, complete games. They have a they have a reputation largely for launching stuff that just works as intended and is feature complete on on day of release. Yeah. So there is a there's a certain amount of reputation hit that they would take from doing the whole like okay the game's out but this this and this are missing and will be coming later Mm. you know what i mean yeah because that's kind of a you know that's kind of a it leaves a bad taste in people's mouths yeah sort of uh, like it's kind of what i wanted to complain about a bit with the the midnight suns or the the fire access marvel game that Mm. was just released with a massive amount of 
microtransactions for a single yep. player experience, which is pretty trash. Yeah. It's like the it's Street Fighter V launching with like three characters. Yeah. <laughs> and like versus mode and, and arcade for... mode only. Yeah. yeah. And it's like, where's the story mode? It's coming in three months. You know, I, I it's I read something funny about the the Midnight Suns thing where they originally Deadpool was supposed to be one of the, you know, main character or like one of the characters in the game at release. And they decide to make it a DLC character. And their reasoning for it is, well, you know, he just sucks all the air out of the room. It becomes the Deadpool show. So it should really be its own thing. I'm like, oh, oh, right. Yeah, because you know everyone will, will want to buy it. So why wouldn't you make it DLC? Yeah, of course. <laughs> what's, what's part of the main Deadpool thing? is the biggest draw. So he's the one we think we can make the most money on from DLC. God, it really bugged me. And I'm I'm okay with microtransactions sometimes in online games. Like, whatever. That's just kind of the the... It's sort of the world that we're in now, and we're not going to yep. get away from it. But it really yep. sucks sucks a lot when a single-player game hides, like, skins for characters all behind microtransactions. Because that is something I liked doing, like, unlocking that stuff. Like, it was fun yeah. in Skies of Arcadia to unlock the the fish weapons for, for Vice. Mm-hmm. Like, that was that was goofy. I like that. Yeah. So I'm sad that that's now like a, oh, hey, do you, wanna, do you want Wolverine to be in his original costume? Yeah. Give us, yeah, give yeah. us like, three bucks. I... I understand the Spider-Man games are pretty good about that, actually. Yeah. Oh man, the Spider-Man game was awesome. The DLC for that, I it was the it's the first time in a very long time that I bought the the DLC and played it all and enjoyed it <laughs> because the game was just so much fun. Because there's been times where I've played DLC because I purchased it and I felt obligated to. I'm like, why am I forcing myself to play this trash? Um, are you talking about uh, you're talking about Miles Morales, right? Oh no! I mean the the base one. I haven't played Miles Morales yet. I would okay. like to because I was like, because I was like, Miles Morales is kind of like a spin off, like half sequel. Yeah, no, it is. Yeah, that that's that's kind of the yeah. It's a much shorter game too. Yeah, uh-huh. but it's its own thing. Yes, yeah. I would like to. I I have it downloaded because I have the PlayStation Plus thing, the subscription service. Um, oh, so speaking of which, uh, with my with my new uh, PC purchase, yeah. Um, I apparently have three months of Xbox Game Pass. Oh, nice. So I'm thinking about playing Shredder's Revenge now because I have that. Dude, that game's rad. You should do that. I remember you and essentially everyone talking it up when it came out. And I was like, yeah, I can mess with that. It's really good. Yeah. Yeah. So that's I mean, I wouldn't call that necessarily a recommendation. But Shredders, I, I would mean, I would recommend the hell out of Shredder's Revenge. If if you have if you want some if you have uh, some family hanging out and you want to play a, a couch co-op couch beat 'em up, it's great because it's it's a longer game. Like I mean, it's like two hours, which is pretty long for a beat 'em up. Um, you can play with six people. <laughs> That's pretty cool. Uh, hey, yeah. Um, not to swerve things in a completely different direction, but um, in terms of recommendations for games that have been out for a long time. Yeah. You know what's still really fun? What's that? Overcooked. Mario 64. Yeah, Mar- uh, Overcooked is an amazing game. I had a very, very special experience about a week and a half ago. Have what, you games? ever played Overcooked with friends through a language barrier? No. I've only played Overcooked with Lachesia. That's it. So... We brought the Switch <laughs> over to our friend Karen's house. Uh, I talked about this actually on the last podcast. Uh, the person who like brought me or yeah, brought Karen, us to the the, uh, 
the restaurant that was the one we'd been to with someone else like <laughs> yeah. two days earlier. Yeah. And then we stayed there and, and hung out with her and talked at the cafe for hours. Yep. So we went over to her house the, the following week and um, her house is like awesome. <laughs> it is a big, expensive apartment Ooh, with like fancy. marble walls and shit. Whoa. It is like it's super nice. It got the it like we were in there and we got they got us our whole wheels spinning about like. All right, what kind of apartment can we afford here? Because, like, how much does this cost? Because the apartments we've seen here have been these sort of, like, older efficiency style units. And this is some, like, luxury shit. So, like, where do we land on that spectrum? It's it's That's that adult moment where you're like, oh, wow, I'm getting excited about marble walls. Or, or I know, right? I, I, I bought... Uh, so we had some a bunch of money off at Kohl's and I got a, like 12 socks for, you know, five bucks. Yeah. And they're super comfortable. And I, I was putting them out like, wow, this feels awesome. I love these comfy ass socks. And I was like, holy hell, what's wrong with me? <laughs> I'm getting excited about <laughs> socks. Socks are like the that's like shorthand for like disappointing Christmas gifts. Yeah, but now <laughs> until like, yeah. you become an adult and then you're like, oh, yeah, socks. I love me some soft ass socks. And they're cheap and they're good quality. What's going on? <laughs> anyway, we brought the switch over and we played Overcooked with her for probably like right up into I think the last one we did was the uh, the third stage where you're on the little floating the little ice float and you're making fish and chips. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yep. Um, and it is like she speaks good English because she's, you know, worked at a at an English kindergarten with us she was our co-teacher so like she's used to obviously it's her second language but she's you know she speaks well enough to communicate really easily sure until she gets like frustrated or flustered and then and we have all, to explain what to do and then it's just like we're trying to talk back and forth and then she will just like switch into korean trying to like because that's because she's just like she's trying to process everything and get everything out really quickly and that's just like the first thought she's like thinking in korean so she's speaking in korean and then has to like we have to we have to decode what parts of that we can and then she has to come back around and like try to translate it into english and then like we'll throw out some korean where we know like what we can know what to do it is a even more chaotic experience than overcooked is normally <laughs> and i cannot if you know someone if you are friends with someone who is a second language english speaker and you feel comfortable enough to hang out with them and play overcooked and it won't cause like a rift in your friendship like that's an experience i, <laughs> I recommend I, it i yeah i think overcooked as just a rec, it would be a recommendation in general too. Just as like a game to play if you like those kinds of games. I can't believe, dude. I think Dean. I think you secretly like playing games with other people a little bit. It's there are certain <laughs> games that are go to like I'm gonna play this with other people. Overcooked, like there are just those types of party games. I I keep a backlog of those because like there's the games that I like to play for me. Sure. And then there's the party style games where it's like, I'm going to take video games over to someone's house who doesn't play video games. 
and I'm going to get them to play a video game. But yeah, I, I mean, have to choose carefully something that they're going to be able to play and have fun with quickly without having to, like, think too much about it. Yeah, because, I mean, playing playing Mario Party by yourself is not... Uh, it's not... It's not... It's not exciting to me. Like, I don't want to play against the, the computers. I, like... If I'm going to play Mario Party, it's fun to play it with other people. And it's it's an easy game to p- pick up and play. For the I, most part. I have thoughts about that, but I'm going to save <laughs> it for now because I... Those thoughts might also be plans. Oh. And... I'm not ready to commit to plans yet, so we'll see. You know, it's best not to say plans out loud if you're not sure. Right. <laughs> so I'm just going to leave that. But there might be some Mario Party-based plans at some point, and there might not be. I don't know. I, I got to start figuring out how to stay up past, like, 9 p.m. before I start making streaming plans. <laughs> I'd like to play Mario Party 2 that's on the switch because i never really played mario i'm not playing mario party one ever again uh but i would your like to palms play mario thank party. you <laughs> yeah i'm just it can't can't happen hey you know uh there's an, a game was just released on switch that i know you liked a lot I mean, you can play it on computer but if maybe you don't care about gaming on computer is inscription oh yeah that just released that'd be a recommend not yeah. necessarily from me but through you so i guess it would be your your voice here but yeah no I, I i sign off on this yeah <laughs> definitely inscription is dope that's a good game uh i saw that's I saw, I, to say anything about it is it's one of those games where it's it's in that 13 sentinels like i if i say anything about it it's spoiled so just just trust me bro <laughs> yeah but yeah that's good um, there's a game that I'm curious about that I didn't know existed because I think it was a Stadia <laughs> exclusive at first, uh, called Wavetail. And it looks like it's a hmm. journey kind of, uh, Wind Waker sort of experience where it's some blue haired lady surfing around the ocean, going to islands and doing stuff. I don't have a clue what it's about, that's, but the art style looks That attractive. sounds fine. Yeah, here, I'll send you the, the link. I just, I just saw this today. I don't know. I don't even remember where it was at, that I saw. The, I was like, what's this? That's cool. Um, uh, like the art seems like a cozy sort of. Oh, I, actually, I don't know. Maybe oh, yeah. it's really hard. But the the hmm. art style makes it look friendly, at least. Yeah, it does. But the gameplay might cozy. be rough. Who knows? <laughs> <laughs> the decaying archipelago of Strandville. Is this a, is this the second ever Strand game? Can we get Kojima in to give us a ruling on whether this is a strand game? <laughs> hey, you know what? I, I the, the, Speaking of cozy games, you know what a game I feel like everyone can enjoy if, if they just want a really chill experience is a short hike. I, yes. I like that game a lot. I have heard, I, I've seen and heard good things about that game. I've watched a, I've watched a little bit of uh, footage of it, and it does seem really cozy. You know what else is a really cozy, fun game that's kind of in the same, uh, that's kind of in the same, like, just fun vibes kind of. Um, Are you trying to tie this into the podcast? No. Oh, I was like, I, I was like, this is uh, this is a stretch, but I'll go with it. <laughs> no, we do need to we do need to transition into that. But I would not I would not call Pong at all cozy or chill vibes. That's, that's what I was like. I was like, all right. <laughs> no, uh, Donut County. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was that was that was also a fun game. Yeah, that was a good time. <laughs> 
<laughs> okay, you know what's not a chill vibe or or like calm or, or relaxing at all? It's actually just it's so it's so not that that there's a literal exclamation point in the name of the game. <laughs> what's that? I don't know. Find out after this break that may or may may not be here. This is a good transition. Bye. Yep. No, just yes and it. Just just yes and. You know yeah. what else is relaxing? This game where there's bubbles flying around everywhere, and if anyone t- if any one of them touches you, you die. <laughs> Thank God it's on an emulator because I would have lost a lot of money in thirty minutes. I know, right? <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay, but for real though, would you have lost a lot of money, or would you have quit? Mm, I probably would have just stopped playing. After how long? Uh, like did it hook it you at all? Would it have would it have been like? So when it was free, and then I kind of got hooked, and I played through like a third of the map or whatever. Okay. Um, but if I was paying for each death, I would have been well, not each death, but you get like three lives or whatever. Five, um, I think. Oh, I don't know what I. I feel like I only had three. It maybe it was three. Maybe you know what? F- okay, so I actually brought this game up. Because I played it on an arcade machine in Korea. Yes. And was reminded of its existence because this is a this has a Super Nintendo port under the name Super Buster Brothers. Mm. Mm. And I and my family played that actually a great deal. Um, like a lot, a lot. Um, I could see it being that's the thing is that when it was when I wasn't paying money per continuous cycle, mm-hmm. I, I, I did kind of get roped in and it was it was enjoyable for sure. Like as that arcade experience. It's just like once you get into some of the later stages, you can die so fast. Oh yeah. I mean, hell, and then I it's like, okay, well that, that 50 cents is now gone in five seconds. <laughs> yeah. Well, and and you don't make progress. Like yeah. you don't really make the progress is just your skill. Cause it's an old arcade game. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. it doesn't necessarily feel like you're, getting anywhere because there was a i didn't understand what i was doing i mean i understood the mechanics instantly but i didn't understand necessarily what made sense to do so mm-hmm. i was dying a ton like on stage i don't know three or four yeah, yeah. where i was like oh i'm i'm getting hit by this bubble because i don't understand exactly how it works or how it's going right. to bounce or well i guess you understand how it's going to bounce but how to react to the bouncing right because mm-hmm. the bouncing is all very uh static in terms of where it's going to go yeah um so we're talking about like pong fun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Please introduce it. This or is this is pang, definitely your or yeah, pang pong, not uh, pong. It depends on your depends on your region, I suppose. Yeah. Um, what else? What, what other? So we got Super Buster Brothers. Do we do we know any other? I think, I think it mostly just goes by P A N G Pang. Pang, which like is the, just which is literally just the um, Super Pang. Yeah, there is a there is a Super Pang and a Pang three. Pong. Um, which I intended to play and then didn't have time. Um, a pang, a pong, pang three. I don't know. So it is literally just a Japanese onomatopoeia for a popping bubble. Oh, really? Yeah. Eh, all right. All right. So that's why that's why it's called that. Okay. Um, it is an arcade game that, oh. like I said, my initial experience was a Super Nintendo port under the name Super Buster Brothers. Uh, which I feel like some people have played. It is a game where there are you're basically on just a square stage. There's no scrolling and there's bubbles on the stage that 
bounce in a they bounce up and down in a very predictable static pattern. And when you you stand at the bottom and you can walk left and right and you have a little like I don't even know what to call it, like a little needle gun, I guess. <laughs> Almost like a harpoon. Yeah, it's it's yeah, yeah. I think it's a harpoon because it there's the the one upgrade that then sticks there and then it can be like a a little blocker wall. Yeah. I don't know what the hell. I don't know what anything's called in this game because I, I didn't read the manual or, or even look it up on Wikipedia, which is not like me usually. I just well, it, was it. A, it was a busy week. And also, you probably just didn't care. I, I think it was. I think I was just wanting to play the game and had. I basically gave it the, the arcade treatment. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. That's, yeah. that's what I kind of was thinking about it that way as opposed to usually I like to research it a bit, see more about it, find out was there any interesting facts or easter eggs or something this time like nope i want to pretend like i'm walking into an arcade this is the game i decide to spend five bucks on or something like that yeah that's cool um so yeah you stand at the bottom of the screen you can walk left and right and you shoot up yes and only up and when you shoot a bubble it splits into two smaller bubbles and then that bubble can split into two smaller bubbles until they're really small, tiny bubbles. And then you can pop those and get rid of them. And then, and oh, God, I thought I was excited to get the dynamite power up, but I wasn't. <laughs> you think it's going to help, but it's actually just a death sentence. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So 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 there, 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 there's the bubbles and they the, the second to la- or the very last splitting of the bubble almost feels too small like yeah. until you get used to it you're like really another split um but then sometimes the bubbles drop power-ups mm-hmm. and the power-ups make your wire weapon better right like one makes it so you can rapid fire two at once um or like one right after the other i mean the oh, other there's po- apparently there's apparently two um ports of this game oh what do you mean so there is a buster bros which i assume is for nes Oh, and then the Super Buster Bros. And then Super Buster Bros. For I'm I'm still checking on that. Okay, well let's see. I'm no the arcade version in the U.S. is Buster Bros. And then it was ported to SNES under the name Super Buster Bros. Also, it was originally released in Japan as Pomping World. (laughs) I I I was just gonna say I clicked on Pomping World. And it took, yep. if, 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 if you're on that Wikipedia entry, you can open up the thing and, and read the Capcom USA headline for Buster Bros. <laughs> oh, yeah, I was. You know what? I have it in the I have it in the discord window ready to send you right now. Because, <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> you know, nothing, nothing cool. says play this game like like hunting balls and bagging profits. <laughs> The okay, whoever put this Wikipedia page together, whoever whoever decided that that Buster Bros was going to be their their passion project for Wikipedia. (laughs) You can't tell me they didn't find this old Capcom ad (laughs) and put it there on purpose and put it there on purpose. (laughs) This actually also um so this is interesting because um, Castle Super Beast, which is a podcast that I've referenced yeah. uh, many times because it's kind of my inspiration for starting this podcast and the sort of content type that I try to that I try to emulate somewhat. Um, I really, really like Pat and Wooly, and they just recently 
talked about the this weird gulf between the way games are marketed to the way games in like the 80s and 90s were marketed to people like players versus the way that they were marketed to <coughs> arcade owners. Mm, yeah. Because there's this weird split where when you're trying to get people to play it, it's like, oh, it's exciting. And look at all these features and look at the great graphics and look at how cool the, you know, look at how cool the stuff is you can do. Yeah. And for for arcade owners, it's like put this the the value offering is like they don't care how the game plays. It's like, how much money is this going to make you? Right. It's an investment <laughs> for them. Yeah. So it is half talk about how exciting the game is, but then relate that directly to how much money it's going to make you. Mm -hmm. Yeah, they're going to keep putting the coins in. They're going to bag those profits. Yeah. So literally, that's what's going on here. <laughs> like, I assume that this was I assume that this was meant specifically for um for an arcade owner. And that's where the, the hunting balls and bagging profits like it, they're bagging profits for you, <laughs> the yeah. purchaser of this cabinet and owner of the arcade. I wish I could read the text. I do, too. It's too tiny. Yep. I bet we could find a bigger version of it, but it's not really important. No, it's What's not. What's important here is that um, I, I feel like nobody talks about this game, but like it's got stuff. I it's mean, like, it's, a, it's a good classic arcade experience. Yeah, it really is. It, I, like we've played a lot of arcade games that are just very simple, straightforward arcade games with not much to talk about. And like this is one of those. <laughs> but like I've always just found that it's just a very simple, fun experience. Mm -hmm. um, the. It's not quite a puzzle game, but it has kind of like some of the feelings of a puzzle game. In oh, some, yeah, absolutely. In some it, sense. It's like the, for for me, the, the puzzle experience was since I, I only played it for about 30 minutes or so. To me, the puzzle experience was at first figuring out what everything does and mm -hmm. then understanding what um like how how to how to use what how 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 what to, how to use the the mechanics of the game to get yes. what to do what I want right mm -hmm. like yeah and then as you get, go along and they start adding new things like hey now there's little ladders and little pillars that yeah, you have to climb yeah. up and over or you're going to get stuck and all that kind mm -hmm. of stuff and that's and then the puzzle starts to come out even more and I imagine the later levels have a lot more of that yes yeah absolutely there's um there's a lot of like so there's a lot of projectile management yes yeah yeah. like a sort of like a mega man game but more um because you can only have like at base you can only have one of your harpoon things on a screen at the time and it's going to go all the way to the top of the screen or until it hits a bubble or a uh or a platform or something mm -hmm. um and so you can like if you miss you're kind of dead in the water because you have to wait for it to sort of slowly go up to the top of the screen and you can't shoot another one. Right. So yep. there is a power up that gives you a second one where you can shoot two at a time. Mm -hmm. There is a power up that gives you the harpoon one where it goes up to the top and sticks, 
which gives you a nice little protective wall, but also makes a miss much more costly because it stays there for a very long time where you can't defend yourself. And, and then that sucks if a bigger ball bounces yep. into it and then you split it again. You're like, crap, I don't I don't have the ability to deal with all of this at the moment. <laughs> right, right. And then there's gun. <laughs> yeah. Then there's like trade your harpoon in for a, for an Uzi. Which feels really good. And sometimes you're like, dang it, I can't. I wish I didn't pick up a different power up. <laughs> yeah. So the arcade version of this is actually way nerfed from the one that I'm used to. Oh, so it's easier. Um, the the SNES one is much easier. The arcade one oh. that you played, you get like two shots that go like more or less straight up, right? Yes. Yeah. And it's cool because you can fire really rapidly, but the the spread is fairly limited. It's just that you can get a lot of shots at once. Yeah, yeah it felt good to just be able to spam the button. The, the SNES version also lets you spam the button, but you get like a Contra style spread shot. <laughs> Holy crap. So you get the you get the the gun power up in Super Buster Bros and it's like stage clear. See, I love that, those kind... I'm really glad that we're able to talk about that because one of the more exciting things to think about in design is how do you design for different aspects or different areas or different people, different folks, different environments, you know, all that sort of stuff. And so if you're designing for the Super Nintendo, you don't have the ability to... I mean, you could give someone unlimited continues, but that wasn't really common. Right. So it's like, how do we make it so people can get through this game? Oh, let's upgrade this. Let's change the way this functions to make it more mm -hmm. enjoyable on a single s series of lives that you may have, right? Where you can't just put in more money because the design principle wasn't, hey, how do we how do we get more money from these people? Because that's going to be part of the arcade experience. Right, right, right. It's how do we make sure they have a good enough time with this game that they don't feel like it's impossible or being cheated or whatever, right? Right, right, right. That's, that's cool. That's really cool. Yeah, like, so I actually took a lot of deaths because I'd never really played the... I never really played the uh, the arcade version extensively. Yeah. Um, so I assumed it's mostly the same. The stages are the same. The music obviously is on a different sound card, but like but like a lot of the music sounds the same mm -hmm. as the SNES version. Um, it has the same like world traveling map going from place to place. OK, thing. Um, it, even you go to the same places. <laughs> Wait, so, so like, did you play is... through the whole game in, in the arcade? Okay, in the arcade, no, because that oh. would have cost money. Well, that's what I, I was like. I, I was just trying to gauge just how uh, what your skill level was of of this game if you were able to go through all of it. Okay, you know, so with a couple I am bucks. I am good enough at the game to like probably finish it in like less than ten bucks. That's not, oh, that's pretty good. Yeah, that's pretty um, good. I only put in I put in one credit and I wasn't going to go any further than that because I was with friends and I wasn't going to just sit there and play by myself for the whole time. <laughs> but I put yeah. in one credit and I made it to like Europe. OK, yeah. So that's like stage seven or eight or something like that. Yeah, that's good. I mean, that's um, really far. The stages I would have died a lot more after that because the stages actually do scale up in difficulty pretty, pretty sharply. Uh, I when I, I came back and that. played on the MAME emulator to finish it, I took a ton of deaths in the second in the second part of the in the second like half of the game. Yeah, yeah. But to be fair, 
was playing with the mindset of like my coins are unlimited and free. So yeah, you could just you could just go for it. It doesn't matter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I would have probably and, been a little bit more conservative. Yeah, but yeah. That's, still, so that's yeah, what I, I realized when I was playing is that I was just going wild. And yeah. just breaking stuff and I was like, okay, this is not how you play this video game. <laughs> yeah, here you go. Here's here's how the uh I timestamp this. Watch okay. this for a few seconds so you can see how much more OP the gun power up is here. Cause it different. Like Oh wow. Yeah. Oh, that's really useful. Yeah. <laughs> like the gun is good normally, but I was playing the arcade version thinking I was getting that. and so like like, uh, in the snes version super buster bros you can just get the gun and pretty much stand still and finish the stage yeah just shoot and just decimate everything that comes close and just wait for stuff to bounce your way yeah and i was essentially trying to do that in the arcade version and dying a bunch because it doesn't work that way (laughs) like the spread is much much narrower um, and that's actually makes it more interesting from a, you know, from a difficulty perspective, but honestly less fun. <laughs> it feels really good to, to like struggle with it and then just get the, the easy button where you can just yeah. Rambo through the rest of the bubbles and not have to worry <laughs> about it. Like, this boy, is, that's fun. This is the kind of game that I also in, enjoy watching. Yeah, I've thought about streaming. I was going to stream it. I took like a good two weeks off of streaming, not really intending to Mm -hmm. uh, much in the same way that I took a week off of the podcast just because there was just no time. Yeah. Like locked up in locked up in like being overseas and having to find time that works for both of us with the time difference and the holiday and the and just traveling and being busy and sleep. Um, So there was all that. And I was trying to find time for podcast and for stream and for like going out to do the things that we wanted to do in Korea and see the people we wanted to see. But then I also was working like 55 hours a week when I was over there. Yeah, wow. So whatever wild. time I wasn't doing all that stuff, I was like absolutely swamped with work the last two weeks of November. Oh, geez. So like I, I was really, really, really stretched then in a lot of ways it's it's lightened up a bit now it's it's good to be home even though like i wish i could just be back but Mm -hmm. we've also learned we've also gained some valuable insights about like yeah we need to make sure the next time we go that we both have like dedicated office space so that we can Uh... like you know because i'm out there at two three in the morning taking calls with jesse sleeping seven feet behind me you know (laughs) and it's not really conducive to like recording this podcast or to uh you know taking meetings at three in the morning or any of that kind of stuff it was it was very very tiring it can be done but we learned a lot about how we need to do it better next time hey you'll have to buy you know a marble um (laughs) a marble laden apartment (laughs) yeah you know for the for the for the reverb (laughs) 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 anyway i don't it's a weird podcast game because there's not much more to talk about there's not much like it's so straightforward um that's why i I wanted to i wanted what i wanted to do is i wanted to play uh super pong in pong 3 
to talk more about the differences between them, because I hear there's like multiple characters and possibly oh, some wow. different like powers that you can choose in some of the sequel games. Yeah. So I know that they actually kind of develop on this concept. Oh, that's really cool. Um, And I I haven't played them. Um, So I don't have that insight to bring to this podcast, unfortunately. <laughs> um, I'm really torn about what I want to stream next, because two things that are really weighing heavy on me is I want to play Bayonetta 3 because it just came out and it's Bayonetta and I want to play it. And I also want to play Elden Ring because play that Bayonetta 3. it's going to be short. That's not a long game. Yeah. Well, the problem right now is I'm still jet lagged and waking up at four in the morning and my Just usual four in the morning. Fuck my it. my usual stream time is seven. And yeah, I screw it. I want some consistency. <laughs> Sometimes, you know, life, you can't have it. You got to go with what works. And right now, you know, stream right now. It's Just two. during the podcast. Yeah, right now. Boot like, it up. Well, <laughs> <laughs> I haven't it. even I haven't even taken the switch dock out of the out of the case yet. Well, that's the easy solution. Then you should play Elden Ring because you have your computer. It's on. I haven't bought it yet. Well, yeah, but I mean, that's hmm, what's actually which is more work buying the game or putting the switch because you have to install the game then and make sure the controller works. The switch you just plug in and it works. I think the switch might be less work. So you you could you could be streaming. It would in certainly 15 be cheaper. Minutes. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I'm still holding on for like Elden Ring having a sale. <laughs> hey, you know, uh, to be fair, I I wait. I don't even think it was on sale during Black Friday, was it? I don't think it was. I just gotta say, I never thought I'd be. Well, I mean, this is a dumb thing to say, but it's it's a it's sort of cool to see a from software game not be fifty percent off, like six months later <laughs> yeah yeah no i can understand that and like it's cool but also sort i of agree sucks with for you. you but at the same time <laughs> when you are sitting on it waiting for the sale it's like all right come on come on i need a deal dad dang it <laughs> let's go they'll do the year they'll do the they'll do a year thing in february right like or was it was it february it was february yeah um so you may have to wait till then so that makes the decision super easy just yeah. stream Bayonetta, two in the afternoon. <laughs> I hate that that makes sense. It sounds awesome. I want to watch Bayonetta 3. I don't really want to play it, though. So I would I would uh, I would watch it. You'll have at least one viewer because it's so because it's so like fast and high octane. Yeah, I want to not play it while I'm sleepy. Exactly. You, yeah, you need to be in that wide awake. But then there's also like Jesse wants to play more Dark Souls. We didn't get to do that while we were in Korea like we wanted to. True. And true. then it's like, I actually do kind of want to stream Pong. I also want to stream Shredder's Revenge. You know what hmm. I don't want to stream? Hmm. What? Dragon Quest Eleven. Well, yeah. When when you were when you even offered that up, the reason that I spent so much time voting and trying to make sure it win one is because I was like, I don't know how Dean's going to stream this. He doesn't like streaming slow RPGs. <laughs> the thing is, I do. It's just that in the ninetieth hour of it, everyone's lost interest, so it <laughs> yeah, feels like, bad. And and that's not that's not a. I don't know how far you've or how much you've actually played of Dragon Quest. Okay, here's 11. the problem with Dragon Quest Eleven. I'm trying really hard, but I have booted it up three different times, and I'm about an hour and forty five minutes into it. Oh, oh, Dean, let me let me just stop you right there. 
it's not for you. It's it's and that's okay. If if you're not if you are not interested after an hour and forty five, it's I mean I thought you were making a joke about ninetieth hour, but it's quite literally a ninety hour RPG. Oh no, I know, I know. The problem is like I'm not really into the game part of the game yet. I think you are, and you don't realize it. No, I have one party member. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> It doesn't change that much in a Dragon Quest game. <laughs> no, like there is a distinct difference. <laughs> no, there is. There is. There absolutely between is. like being the one party member with no powers where you're basically just hitting fight, 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 fight through every through every encounter versus having a party where you can actually do stuff and have real strategies. I, I would I agree with you. Dragon Quest 11 playing it. If you're just playing it on the default normal difficulty, you don't need to do anything, though. It's not it's not it's a very simple um, maybe it just comes naturally for me when I think of RPGs, but I don't remember having to devise too much strategy except for like the end game super sure. boss. And even sure. then it wasn't like that rough. Like it was kind of like, yeah, I'll just try this. And oh, hey, it worked. Yeah. Um, you're of course, absolutely. If you haven't even gotten the second party member, then I met him. Okay. He okay. still has his hood on. Like I, I went to the city and I talked to some people and I got thrown in jail for no reason. Well, and yeah, then an I got distracted and did some other stuff. Sure. Yeah. But like, I am just now starting to be intrigued with what's happening and where the story's going. I just like haven't fully committed and gotten into it yet. Well, this probably won't help you at all. But I would say if there's don't feel bad, A. If if it never grabs you, but B, if there's shit you want to play right now that seems super exciting, like Elden Ring and Bayonetta and Dark Souls or Pong or whatever, then then you know just play it. And Dragon Quest isn't going anywhere. It's not like you're going to get rid of your Switch. You can always take it next time you go traveling and play it then too, right? Like I've know. also weirdly been playing Power Wash Simulator, but that's been for work. Oh man, that's a that's a dangerous. The, your work is giving you drugs. <laughs> I am literally working for the company that publishes Power Wash Simulator. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. I got codes for like all of the games that they publish. And now I'm just like, let's try this out. Hmm. I mean, Power Wash Simulator, I know what to what to expect. But like, there's a bunch of other ones in there that I'm just kind of like playing for the first time. And I'm like, hey, this is cool, too. <laughs> Can you stream those games? Because you're there. I hope so, because like... I did the other day. Oh, OK. <laughs> <laughs> i haven't asked about it but i don't assume it's a big deal i doubt it's a problem if they gave you the keys and did, they would have said something up front if it was a problem companies are not usually one to hide behind oh yeah. by the way where well, you're now in trouble it's a weird thing because like okay i got the codes for free but i didn't get the codes for free as like an agreement as an influencer to mm. like advertise them it was I got the codes for free in a work context that is completely separate and detached from my streaming presence. So I don't know if you claim that the same way, because there's like there's whole there's a whole thing about like claiming when you get games for free. But that's like specifically when it is in this when it is in the um, in the sense of like a sort of influencer marketing right. agreement. Yeah, right. And yeah. this isn't that I got them for free, but for a completely unrelated reason and then happened to want to stream the game. Yeah. 
So I don't know where that falls legally, but luckily there's not enough people watching for anyone to care. (laughs) So we're fine. (laughs) The hardest truths are sometimes the most important. (laughs) I'm not mad about it. No, I think you're I think it's the perfect community. Everyone is awesome. (laughs) I agree. (laughs) Let's end this awkwardly. Speaking, oh, speaking oh, of, okay, uh, even better. Yeah, no. Speaking of uh, small communities being better and more wholesome, um, I finally decided to join Mastodon, which is the Twitter-like alternative oh, yeah. that's getting really popular now that Twitter's dead. Yeah, I, I have heard of it, and I didn't go on to. It. Maybe I should make an account. It's interesting. It's. It's kind of like if you took Twitter and Discord and mashed them into one service. Ah, okay. Because all of the, like, Mastodon works on, like, servers. So you have to actually pick a server to join first. But then there are just... So some of them are around like specific things like this is a political server and this is... These are about activism for certain things. This is about sports or games or whatever interest and then there's just like general use servers oh okay and then you can kind and they all the thing about is they all have different um rules so you can join a server where like the sort of terms of service and the and the rule sets are like yeah okay this is how i want things to be moderated yeah it kind of like reddit like, if you know about, like, the rules on Reddit where it's like, okay, do you can do this, you can do this, these things will be banned. Right? So you can just join a server where, like, that stuff follows the, the rules that you want. And then you have a lot more control over what content you see and don't see because of that. Yeah, that makes sense. So it sounds more intimidating, but I literally just joined a... Uh, I literally just joined a general use server and started following people. And then it's just Twitter and it's actually fairly easy to get into. That's cool. So, yeah, I, I mean, yeah, I Twitter mean, I, is on I'm... fire. Elon Musk is terrible and Mastodon is actually pretty easy to use. So that's my <laughs> recommendation on that. <laughs> Play Pong. It's pretty fun. Agreed. Agreed. <laughs>